Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. We're starting a new series today. That series is called Power, just simply Power. And the reason that I believe that we need to talk about power right now is to get a real biblical Uh, a practical understanding of what power really means. We are in a world today where everybody is grabbing on to wanting to uh, uh, have power in their lives. And I understand that. We all want to have some semblance of control in our world, in our lives, in our circumstances, in our relationships. And and we, we think we need power to do that. And we do need power. There's no way that power will ever change, that will, uh, will uh, <clears throat> that change will ever take place without the right kind of power in our lives. And so I want to talk about that. It's a confused topic. It's a topic that's, that's misused. There's power that's abused and misused. And we have to be careful not to strive for something that's going to hurt people, but something that's going to glorify God. Amen? Amen. And so... <clears throat> Have you ever wished that you could have power to change someone? Have you ever wished that? Yeah, uh uh-huh. I I know all of us probably don't look at your spouse right now. Don't look at your closest friend right now. uh, Because all of us have had that desire in our hearts to have the power to change someone, to, to make change happen in someone's life. Maybe it's a boss. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe, it's a, maybe it is a spouse. Don't talk about that right now. Maybe you have wanted to change you. Have you ever wanted to change you? You can honk on that one. Yeah, I've wanted to change me. And there have been many times where I've tried to change me and it didn't work out. I had the wrong power going. I had the willpower going instead of God power going. And maybe you've wanted to change your circumstance. Maybe your environment. Maybe your bad habit. Something that you've got going on in your life or some, somewhere in your life and you've got a bad habit going. You can't change this habit. What is going on? Why don't I have the power to do that? Oh, I wish... It, it, I know if you're like me, uh, there's times where I wish I had the power to shut that person up. Yeah? Okay, maybe one person ever felt that way. Maybe I'm just one of the few. Sometimes we think if I had power to change things, we could change the world. If I just had that power, and and I know that even in our, 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 our government today, in the elections, in the protests, in the COVID, in everything right now, people believe that if just the right person could have the power, everything would change. But the reality is simply this, is that authoritative power won't change things, willpower won't change things, natural power won't change things, political power won't change things. The only thing, the only thing that will change, the only power that will bring real change and real life and real hope and real circumstance is the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we want to bring change to our world, then we must bring power, the power of the gospel to our world and to those around us. You want to change the person sitting next to you. You want to change your neighbor. You want to change your, 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 our culture. You want to change our environment. You want to change our political uh, uh, <coughs> environment. The only way to do that is to bring the gospel message of Jesus Christ to every circumstance and every situation. There is one solution 
to bringing the right kind of change to this world, and that is Jesus. And that is Jesus. In the next several weeks, the next seven weeks, actually, including today, we're going to talk about power and the power of God and the power of the Spirit, the power that God has to deliver us from our stuff and our ugly stuff that's in our lives. We're going to talk about the power of our words and, and God's Word. We're going to talk about the power of being a testimony and a witness in our world. We're going to see a baptism happen, and I believe that water baptism is going to happen soon. If you're ready for, to be water baptized, we're going to be ready for you, and I believe that's going to be the first week in October, and we're going to have a great, great week of baptizing people here at Journey Church Ventura. Yeah. So the big thought of this entire series is this. God's power is the only power that truly changes our lives and affects change in others. Listen to it again. God's power is the only power that truly changes our lives and affects change in others. The big question I'm asking today is simply this. Why is the gospel needed to change our lives and our world. Why is the gospel needed to change our lives and our world? How can it change me and my world? How can it change me and my world? And this morning I want to bring to you a passage of scripture that I believe is so powerful that it will transform us and it will transform our culture. And that's Romans chapter 1 verses 16 and 17. You can use your iPhone if you have the Bible app on your iPhone, or you can take your Bible out in your car or at home, wherever you are, and read with me Romans 1, 16 and 17. It says this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Amen? I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. I love this passage of scripture. Most commentators believe that this passage of scripture is the thesis statement for the entire book of Romans, and I believe that too. I agree with them that this is the statement that sets up the entire book of Romans. But this, this statement is so powerful, so full of meaning. We're going to focus on the entire scripture uh, for the next few moments. And so <clears throat> let's focus first on this first statement that says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. I love this passage because the gospel is uh, literally, the meaning of the gospel is good news. How many know we need good news today? I'm a, news, I'm a news junkie, and I'm even tired of the news. I'm a news junkie. I love to watch the news. I love to listen to what's going on. I love to be in touch with what's happening in our world, but I'm really sick and tired of it right now. I'm tired of this news that just constantly, one, criticizing the other and calling each other names and all this kind of stuff. It's craziness. Craziness. But today we have some good news for the people around us. We have news that is, is promising, news that changes lives, news that makes everything different and better, and freedom is brought to lives versus condemnation or insults or, or, or judgment, all of these things. There's the gospel is the good news. People are motivated by good news. People want to hear good news. 
And when we bring good news to people, they want to hear it. And believe me, when you tell people that Jesus loves them, that he died on a cross for them, and that he rose again three days later, and that salvation is available to them, they want to hear it. And if they don't want to hear it, their heart is slowly being softened to hear it. And the more they hear it, the better. The more they hear it, the better. I love this passage of scripture that in Romans 5.8, it's one of my, my, my favorite passages of scripture. It says, but God demonstrates his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still making mistakes, while we were still uh, separating ourselves from God in relationship, he was continuing to love us. He was continuing to reach out to us. He was continuing to do everything it took to redeem our sinful lives. And as a result, today, we are, have available to us the good news that we can have all of our sins forgiven, shame, guilt, all those things can be gone, and we can live a free life. That's the gospel that is the good news. Good news is you don't have to remain in captivity and shame and guilt. Good news is you have purpose and value when living like you were designed to live. Good news that you are going to heaven and live eternally. That's good news. What's so powerful about the gospel? What, why does it have the power to change? Because it gives people hope. Because it gives people hope. It be, gives people the, the, the idea in their lives that there is something more than what we are experiencing today. There is something more that we can experience other than the, 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 the drudgery of life. We don't have to live the drudgery of life. We can live life with meaning. We can live life without guilt and shame. We can live life with purpose. And we can anticipate living life forever with Jesus. Together, together, look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to live with you forever. You're stuck with me. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You are stuck with me. When the gospel is proclaimed, it brings power into the room or parking lot and can change an entire culture. Right now, just the words that have been spoken, the Bible that's been read, the power of God is available in this parking lot right now. It's available online right now. It's available in your living room. It's available at your kitchen table. It's available at your steering wheel right now. God is moving and the power of the gospel is real and evident and, and moving in your, in your space. And I believe that with all my heart. So the gospel is good news. And then it says the gospel is the power of God. It is the power of God. I love this passage of scripture. It says, because it is the power of God that brings salvation. We'll talk about salvation in a minute, but the power of God, this is a transformative power. Uh, remember I asked the question, do you wish you could just change somebody? You can't. You can't even change you. You can't even make a difference in your own life without help with the power of God. You know why I don't like self-help books? Because self-help books, if self could help self, self wouldn't need a self-help book to help self. Does that make sense? And by the way, if it's a self-help book, did you write it? If you didn't write it, you're not helping yourself. You're asking somebody else to help you. But the truth is this, is that if we want to see change come to our lives, we want to see change come to someone else's life, we want to see change come into someone else's culture, if you want to see change come into our, our political realm, Jesus has to be brought into it. I'm not saying Jesus is political. 
I'm saying that he's the savior of people who become our politicians. He's the savior of someone who becomes the leader in our culture. He's the savior of, the, of, the, of your boss. He's the savior of your coworker. He's the savior of your neighbor. He's the savior of your family member. He's the one that brings the transformative, the change to our lives. And when we understand that and when we embrace that, we stop trying to change people and we bring Jesus to change people. He's the only one that can do it. People with power exert, command, coerce, and control people. But God with power transforms, makes better, delivers, and sets free. That's the God we serve. That's the power that we're looking for in our lives. I love what Ephesians, the, the, the Apostle Paul, he wrote this book to a group of, of, of people in a church called Ephesus. And he prayed this prayer. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance <clears throat> in his holy people and his uncomparably great power for us who believe. There is great power to be received and to be experienced and to be had in the life of those that put their trust and faith in Jesus. And that's what we want today. If you want to change in your life, you want to change in your circumstance, you want to change in your marriage, you want to change in your, in, in your situation, whatever the case may be, it's only through a relationship with Jesus that that change will ever be realized. That you will experience the fullness of that opportunity. Amen, amen, and amen. The power of God, that transformative power, is the power over every force that is against us. You've got an enemy. We've got an enemy. And he's more powerful than that enemy. We have, he has the power to set us free. If you're captive to a habit or a circumstance, we'll be preaching about this later. But God is able to set you free from your habit, your circumstance. Why? Because he has the power. He has the power to justify you to make you clean, to, make, to take every mistake we've ever made and, and deliver us from those mistakes and take away the guilt and the shame. Trust me, I understand this. Um, you know, Paul called himself the chief of sinners. There was a time in my life where I just I did, couldn't follow God. I was doing everything wrong and I was doing everything against him and I considered my own self a chief of sinners. And today, only by the grace of God can I stand here and tell you that I am set free, that God has set me free, that I am whole and holy, not because of anything I've done, but because of what Jesus has done. He has the power to justify us, and he has the power, the resurrection power. Listen to the rest of this Ephesians prayer. He says, and he says, and I want you to know his incomparably great power for us who believe. And then he says, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but here's the hope, in the age to come. This one. Not only was it then for the Ephesians, it is now for the Venturans and the Oxnardians and whoever else you are and the Ohioans and whatever we call uh, people around here. You, we, the Ventura Countyans, we are... We have the resurrection power to experience in our lives today. The very power that raised Christ from the dead, the Bible says, lives in us. And that is a reality. So we have the gospel. We have the transforming power. And that power brings salvation. And that salvation simply means a change from captivity to freedom. I love what Galatians 5.1 says. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. 
It is for freedom. He wants us to live a free life, not a captive life, not a captive life to sin, not a captive life to ugliness and, 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 and hurt and shame and guilt and all the other things that go along. He has set us free by the work that he has done in our lives. There's some biblical terms that are, are, are powerful terms that this whole word salvation really means. It means justification, just as if you've never sinned. He has the power to take and make your life just as if you have never made a mistake in your lifetime. When you accept Jesus Christ into your life, he forgives you and all your sin is gone and you have a new life. There's another word called sanctification. And the sanctification is a work that he does in our life through his power. He makes us holy and he helps us to grow. Praise God, we can grow in this relationship. How many are, uh, know that you probably aren't perfect today? Right? Okay. That's okay to honk on that one. How many know that you're being made perfect today? Yeah. By the power of God. By the power of God and his word. And then the last one is glorification. You have justification just as if you'd never sinned. Sanctification, we're growing in holiness. And glorification, we get to that point in our time in history where we either die and enter into, the, in, into heaven or we get snatched up in the rapture with God and we are going to be perfect. We're going to be made in the likeness of Christ and we're going to have this body that it's just every, every time you dream of the body that you really want to have, that's the body we're going to get in heaven. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be beefed up and pumped up and whatever you imagine yourself to look like in a heavenly body. And then the very last part of this, the very last part of this is not only do we get the salvation that changes us, but we get to live by faith. Now here's the crux of this message. The first thing that has to happen for people who want power is to realize we are powerless. We are powerless. Yeah, not a lot of honks on that one, right? I get it. I get it. We don't want to admit that we're powerless. We don't want to admit that we don't have the strength to overcome our issues, our circumstances. We don't want to admit that we don't have the power to change our culture. We don't want to, have to admit that we don't have the power to change our boss, or our coworker, our spouse, whatever the case may be. We don't want to admit that. But the first thing, if we want to experience true power and see change really happen, we have to confess that we are powerless, that we don't in ourselves have the power to do whatever it takes to bring change to our world, to ourselves, and to our circumstances. We need to live by faith, this passage says. It simply means trusting in the power of God. It means that you're not trying to exert your own power. You're trusting in his power. You're trusting in his guidance. You're trusting in his wisdom. You're trusting in everything that God brings your way. That is the gospel message, that we put our trust in him. And when we put our trust in him, we experience the fullness and power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Here's Rom Romans 8, 1 through 3 says this. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set us free from the law of sin and death. Listen to this. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh. Did you hear that? For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh. Our flesh isn't strong enough to do everything it takes to make the right changes in our lives. Our flesh, our, ourselves, our willpower, all of that is weak when put up against the challenges of our world, 
But when we submit ourselves, when we put faith and we put full, total belief in Jesus Christ and let him take over and let and submit ourselves to him and we live by faith and trust that God can do more than we could ever do, that we, he can accomplish more than we could ever accomplish, it's at that point, it's at that point that power takes over. It's at that point that the power of the gospel, when you act in faith, the power of God enters in. When you act in your own will, when you act in your own sense of power, when you act in your own wishes and wants, that's when it becomes weak. But when we put faith and trust in God and believe, just like you did when you gave last week, you gave in faith, believing that we were going to reach a $5,000 goal and make a difference in single parents' lives, that is going to make a difference. The gospel is going to reach those hearts. There's going to be change. There's going to be stories about what God has done to bless others. And I believe that when we live by faith, things change. When we put our trust in God, the power of God enters in and takes over. When we share the gospel with our friends and our family and those around us, there is a great thing that can happen. And I believe that great thing is that people will be saved, people will be set free, people, uh, cultures will be changed. And if we want to see Ventura, if we want to see Ventura County, reach for the gospel message of Jesus Christ, there's one thing we have to do, and that is share the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And that is the power that will change. We have to trust that God will forgive us of our sin, trust that he will provide the strength to overcome our weaknesses, and trust that he gives us a hope and a future. That's the power of the gospel. For the gospel to have the powerful impact in our lives and world, it simply has to happen like this. It must be shared in faith, it must be believed in faith, and it must be lived by faith. And when we put our full trust in him, the power of God, the power of the gospel will enter in and be transformative. Church, I believe this with all my heart. If you're a guest of ours today, I believe, I believe this with all my heart, that it was no mistake that you came today because God is entering into your life and saying, I love you, I care about you, and I want to change whatever you need change, whatever deliverance you need, whatever freedom you need to be given. It's out of his love and compassion that he wants to bring his power into your life. And without confessing, God, I'm powerless to make this change. I need you, God. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. But God wants to bring change to your life right now. If you're here today and you're saying, I came today hoping and anticipating. I told our worship team today, I said, anticipate, anticipate, anticipate God doing something because I believe God wants to do something unique and powerful, not just today, but through this next entire series of power. We're going to see God move like never before. We're going to continue to see him set people free in our lives, in our hearts, in our, in our neighborhoods. It, it, the, the power of God is going to show up and he's showing up right now. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, thank you so much. Yes, yes, those honks, God, are belief that you are going to make a difference. Their belief that you're going to change our culture, that you're going to change our lives, that you're going to give us strength to overcome our weaknesses, that you are going to make a difference. And I pray right now for those in cars, for those online, I pray that the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, the gospel, 
the power of the gospel would make the difference right now. Your saving grace, your saving power is making a change in our hearts right now. As we submit ourselves to you, as we confess that we are powerless, you are setting us free. You are giving us life. You are giving us hope. You are giving us joy where there's been sadness. You are giving us a new, a new and fresh perspective to put our faith and trust completely in you. Lord, I pray that you deliver those that need to be set free, that you right now save those that need to be saved. If you're here online or on site and you don't have a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the first step in realizing the power of the gospel is saying, Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. I'm powerless to change what my sin has done between me and you. But I accept by faith that you died on a cross for me. I accept by faith that you rose again the third day. And I accept by faith that I'm going to live for you and bring glory to you and, and make you shine in my life like never before. If that's you and you want to accept Jesus Christ in your life today, I want you to pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I've made mistakes. I've done things wrong and I need your forgiveness. I am powerless to remove the, the guilt and the shame. But I confess that I know and I believe that because of what you did on the cross, that shame and that guilt can be removed. My sins can be forgiven. And Lord, I believe that, I, that you rose again the third day, and today I am saved. I'm saved by your grace. I'm saved by your power. The gospel is transforming me right now, and I believe that with all my heart, with all my soul, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior, and I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. I want to encourage you today. If you made that commitment online or on site, please take a moment. Go to our website at journeychurchventura.com and fill out the connect card and let us know that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. We want to help you in your walk with, in faith. We want to help you in your walk with Jesus. And we believe that's a great opportunity. And church, if you today made a renewed commitment to Christ to submit yourselves to Him and let the gospel transform your life, make the same commitment to move and in, 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 in share, share the gospel message with someone else. It's simple. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for your sins. He forgives you of your sins. And He will give you eternal life. That's the gospel, and its power is not yours, it's God's, and it will make a difference. And I believe we need to go share that truth all over this community, and when we do, we will see the change that God wants to bring. Amen and amen. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey, and I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.